0: Hello and welcome to Passion Fruits Podcast, the passion project for passionate people. I'm your durian dude, Adam. And with me, we have my, our co-host.
1: <laughs> I'm your Kara Kara navel orange Daniel. Oh, what in the world? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a br- it's just a kind of naval orange, Adam. Get over it. I mean, Get with once the times.
0: Again, at least we're still doing fruits and not like random vegetables or you know no. <laughs> things that I disapprove of. Anyways. Um Anyways. We're, starting, we're getting off to a good start. Um Clearly. on this on this podcast, Daniel. What do we do? Well, Adam,
1: (laughs) we discuss subjects that we're passionate about, subjects that our guests are passionate about, to try and figure out how someone goes from a fan to a fanatic, even if they aren't super passionate about it anymore, but they were. We try and really get to that kernel of knowledge and that quest is what we're trying to achieve this entire time, Um, figuring out what. Have have we achieved that at all? (laughs) No, obviously. <laughs> I think we That's achieved worth- it with our very first episode, um, but we're still here. So this um, is
0: all the all the subsequent episodes were like end notes it was like the uh, bibliography exactly yes okay yes
1: this all see our very first episode was recorded in 2025 but we've been time traveling backwards to record our other episodes (laughs) so someday we'll go back to march 1st 2019 and that's when we'll that will be our last episode um our guests are busting a gut. <laughs> I'm glad we're on on fire today with our jokes. Oh um, boy. But Adam, what are we talking about today?
0: Well, we have the pleasure of having two guests on our show today, and we are talking with them about the realm of graphic design, uh videography, cinematography. We're we're gonna kind of narrow down that a little bit, but I'd like to to introduce our two guests, we have Mark and Ray. Mark and Ray, would you all like to introduce yourselves?
2: Yes, greetings. My name is Mark, pineapple Mark, and, and the uh, appropriation of this podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 Nothing <laughs> weird about that. <laughs> uh,
3: hi, I am the perfectly ripe avocado Ray.
0: Whoa, nice. <laughs> Nice, Perfect. all right, Mark. <laughs> negative twenty points for you for no for no alliteration. Ray, fifty bonus points for you because that was great. Thank you. So, yeah, <laughs>
3: I'll catch up We're, later.
0: This is uh oh okay. This is this is actually a big uh, game show.
1: Yeah, um, have you ever watched like- the show Wipeout? We're, uh, get ready. There are going to be some obstacles that we're going to have to run. You'll get gacked, definitely.
0: It's more like whose line is it anyway, where everything's made up and the points don't matter.
1: Oh, so. That? <laughs> All right. Let's You're keep welcome. going, Adam. This is our stand up episode, right? So, yeah. you guys been to the DMV lately? Uh, <laughs> shouldn't, that as of COVID. Food. <laughs>
0: um, cool. So, is that we invited Mark and Ray, or Ray and Mark, onto the podcast today to talk about graphic design? And if I am not mistaken, both of them uh, work within the field of videography, graphic design, and um, I mean, Daniel, do we want to start off with Passion Fruitspedia about how how Wikipedia defines it? Do we want Mark and Ray to talk about their individual? functions if you will
1: sure (laughs) okay adam that's a different podcast (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think we'll kind of like briefly discuss the definition of um videography and graphic design and then kind of get mark and ray's take on it does anybody want to start or should i start
0: daniel how about you start And then we'll we'll, we'll let, we'll let Mark and Ray interject and tell us how wrong we are. (laughs) Perfect.
1: (laughs) Um, so according to Passion Fruitspedia, graphic design is the art, profession, and academic discipline whose activity consists in projecting visual communications intended to transmit specific messages to social groups with specific objectives. Therefore, it is an eh, interdisciplinary branch of design whose foundations and objectives revolve around the definition of problems and the determination of objectives for decision-making through creativity, innovation, and lateral thinking, along with digital tools, transforming them for proper interpretation." Wow. Ah, yeah. breath. I came so, up with that all by myself. <laughs> Nicely done, man. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that was improv. I,
3: I think if I would have read that before going into this, I would have chosen a different career.
0: <laughs> oh, whoops.
3: <laughs> that was a complicated definition.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's have the experts uh, or the, at least the professionals. Bring yeah. it. So like, Ray, how would you describe your, your profession?
3: Yeah, I mean, in the simplest terms, it's communicating a message or information using color, form, placement, size, typography, um, photography to establish feelings, data, charts and graphics. Um, That's like the most simplest, I guess, definition I think of what I do. But there's a little bit more to it than that. It's not just making something look nice. It's thinking about the design and thinking through What journey we want to take our viewers on? What action do we want them to take when they're finished consuming, you know, what they're looking at?
0: Mm. And what is your, I guess, what is your job title? uh,
3: My, yeah, my job title is senior graphic designer.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
1: Man, I didn't know we had a senior graphic designer on. (laughs) Jeez.
3: (laughs) I believe Mark's a senior as well. What? Oh, yeah.
1: Mark, I never thought of you as a senior, but now I do. Senior <laughs> in age, buddy. maybe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm just old.
1: <laughs> oh, poor Mark. <laughs> um, so Mark, what is your title? Senior graphic so, designer as well?
2: Uh, no, so my title, it's kind of uh, a, a combination of uh, senior motion graphic designer and video Whoa. editor. Uh. Um my job kind of encompasses multiple disciplines into one, so I guess uh, you can also say like senior multimedia designer
1: of sorts. Jeez, that's awesome! Is this Adam's? <laughs> uh, is this Adam's attempt to try and get people on our podcast who will then we can get us get. Uh, up on youtube adam are you wanting to do a live youtube thing or something no no not at all Good. not at
0: all you know that is the future. that that is the future for all revenue opportunities so actually what we should do is we uh, should break our break our episodes down into 15 second <laughs> clips and post them to tiktok
1: with a dance wait mark Ooh. how do you feel about youtube i want your take on youtube
2: i have i love youtube it's a, uh-huh. it's a great way to consume information
1: no mark i'm sorry but you're wrong oh, <laughs> youtube is the worst what? For YouTube? i mean
2: what was that mark i said why so much hate for youtube
1: um no hate no hate i love youtube <laughs> <laughs> just don't listen to any of our previous episodes uh where i talk trash about youtube uh anyway let's um but yeah so mark um Ray gave us kind of the definition of graphic design, but you're also more in, Mark, you're more on the videography side of graphic design. What does that look like in relation to the same idea of like trying to communicate something through images and colors and words and stuff like that?
2: Exactly. It's very similar to graphic design, but essentially just with moving pictures. Um, you know, through same concept of using colors, fonts, uh, but the, you know, the, with, uh, video, you can also do music and other ways of moving, uh, motion graphics to convey, you know, some kind of feeling or messaging through your final product.
1: Cool. Adam, does, is there anything you wanted to add it, add to that definition or?
0: No, I, I, we will definitely dive into a lot of the different kind of nuances of each of your roles, mm. respective career paths and how they, they, they overlap. But I think more, most importantly, we want to talk to you all about how you all got in and how you all became interested in, uh, either or graphic design and kind of video, you know, video design videography, um, yeah. So to start, you know what spurred that initial interest? How did you all find yourselves in the career path that you all that you all are in right now?
3: I can go first. Um, gosh my journey is kind of like a bunch of forks in the road. I, I took a lot of strange paths when I was trying to figure this out in college. you know I didn't go straight to graphic design but I guess why I ultimately ended up there is, because I couldn't make up my mind, and it was the career my mom was doing at the time, and so I just thought, okay, well, that sounds good. I guess I'll give this a try, and I stuck with it. <laughs> and here I am.
0: Cool. How? Um, so you're, you're, you said your mother was was in graphic design. Um, were you know starting before college? Had you always had an eye for color, for design, for how how things are communicated?
3: I would say that I've always been creative. I wouldn't say that I always had an eye for communicating using color or shapes or what have you. I guess just the artistic side of me, that was like the easiest way to channel that into a successful career path.
0: <laughs> <laughs> cool. I, it's interesting you say it. So my sister was a studio art major in college, and that was kind of her... Her, what she wrestled with was studio art is hard to make into a career unless from her perspective, she was like a curator mm-hmm. at, at, at an art museum, which the opportunities for which are very few and far between. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, and so I'd like to dig a little bit into that as far as like the conscious decision to focus that into a career and also kind of throughout your years in In kind of the schooling aspect, like what did you learn, and what what uh, you know, I think all of us in college bounced around as far as interests. I mean, Daniel started off as a business major and ended up as a music major. So, and And now he now here I am, neither of those (laughs) famous podcaster. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, what what how was that personal growth throughout your educational year, your formative years, I guess. Yeah. How how did that transpire throughout college and, you know, immediately afterwards?
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, I was lucky that, so I went to a two year college actually. Um, but the program for arts at this particular college was really, really well, um, put together and like all of the professors were really great and I got a lot of hands-on experience Um, so that I really knew what I was getting myself into, I guess, Um, which really helped me make a decision. But then there was also like this aspect, I was really interested in photography. um, And I thought that maybe I would take that route. But, you know, that's also something that's kind of hard to make a successful career out of unless, I don't know, you get really lucky, um, or you're like journalistic, or you're taking pictures at weddings. And that wasn't something I wanted to do. And so the decision for me was really simple. I don't know if this answers the question properly, but, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I guess Mm -hmm. after just going through all of that at, at my university, I um, knew exactly what I would do after graduation.
0: Cool. I think that's, uh, I wouldn't say that's rare, but I think you're a little bit unique in that because, I mean, after I graduated from college, I still had no idea what I wanted to do. <laughs> so, yeah. it's, it's kind of neat hearing you say that your, throughout your educational process, it had shored up your commitment to, you know, to, to the career path or, mm-hmm. or, or just to, to your profession, if you will.
3: Yeah, I definitely would say I was lucky.
0: Yeah. Mark, what did that look like for you?
2: Yeah, so for me, um, I've always been uh, drawn to the creative side, you know, even back in middle school, I was really into the art classes, ceramics, um, and photography, uh, but ultimately, it was, you know, coming from an uh, Asian family, I was forced into uh, engineering, uh, going to college, because that's, you know, where the money is, and, you know, study jobs, and, make my parents proud but you know halfway through college i just couldn't do it anymore you know i had math classes every day five days a week and that was just driving me crazy and i was like this is not what i want to do for the rest of my life and so halfway through i decided to put my foot down and switch my career to graphic design and I was pretty fortunate to have gotten into the program, um, coming from a major that's, I've no, absolutely nothing to do with, you know, the fine art majors. So, um, from there, it was, you know, I, I loved it. You know, it was still college and, uh, to be honest, you know, like I didn't really take college too seriously, even though I should have, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're talking to a guy, Mark, who uh, went to the midnight release of Halo 3 and failed his math test the next day. So I tried to drag Adam down to my level, but he kept
0: clawing yeah. uh, out of that pit. Listen, I, as, oh, as, yeah. as a fellow Asian who is a political science major, I am incredibly disappointed in, in both you and Daniel. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <sighs>
1: Ray is the only one getting out of this unscathed.
2: <laughs> yeah, I still remember staying up late at night playing StarCraft with my homemade, oh, yeah! you know, till like 4 a.m. And then we have exam the next day and had no clue while doing during the exam. And so, so what was,
1: free. so, um, Mark, that was kind of something that happened to me a little bit where I took some music classes. As Adam said before, I was taking or planning on being a business major, but took like a music class my freshman year and loved it. Um, And that was kind of when I decided that I wanted to be a music major. What was kind of the inciting class or like event that made you, as you said, put your foot down to say that I want to be, I want to do this. I don't want to be an engineer. I'm sick of math classes. I just want to play StarCraft and do graphic design and stuff like
0: that. I guess, first of all, Daniel, have you taken a math class before? It would, it made me sick after.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> math classes are fun. <laughs> I
1: mean, if you're, if they're Math Blaster, the video game, then sure. Yeah. But- <laughs>
0: Mark, it's okay. We won't send this podcast recording to your parents to listen to. So you're you're, (laughs) you're safe
1: safe with us. We're expecting you to do that. Yeah. I can't
3: promise that I won't do that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, the, the pivoting moment for me, I guess, was remembering what my high school art teacher told me, um, Mm -hmm. because I was really into art throughout high school And I really got to excel during that time. And I I remember talking to my uh, art teacher uh, when he was asking me, so have you decided on a college major? Which college Mm -hmm. are you going to go to? And I told him engineering and he just had this really disappointing tone in his voice. And he just said, you know, I think you should do what's happy. And if engineering is your passion, then you should go for it. Mm. And I kind of just, you know, kind of half laughed and half cried in my, in, inside of myself. <laughs> my, oh, no. not what I want to do. <laughs> and so, and I vividly remember that uh, as I was going through college and, you know, sitting in these engineering classes, boring myself to death. Mm. I'm just like, well, what am I doing? Is this what I'm passionate about? And is this what I want to do for a living for the rest of my life. Right and and so halfway through, you know, I was like, you know what, I I just need to change my major to what I love to do. And graphic design at the time was still, you know, half digital, half still manual, like printing, mm-hmm. uh, very hands-on and things like that. And so it was a it was a tough transition. And the hardest part was telling my parents uh, that I was change in major, um, you know, because I know they'll be really disappointed in my decision. Uh, it's not what they wanted me to do. And fortunately they took it well, you know, they're like, well, it's either you flunking out of college, not doing what you want to do or following your passion, staying in college and finishing your degree. And so they were fully supportive and I was very lucky to have you know, very supporting parents like that.
0: That's excellent. And, I, and truthfully, I'm very, it's very heartwarming to hear that your parents were supportive, even though it, it may not have been the vision that they had for you um, long, long-term. Uh, you know, fortunately, like I was raised by a couple of hippies. And so they were like, do whatever you want in college. It's time to explore. And then I, my, my own internal uh, thing was like, Gotta get and gotta, gotta get a career. So obviously I went into the bicycle industry. You know, the most lucrative of all the <laughs> industries. <laughs> obviously.
3: Um I, you
0: know, but your all stories are fascinating. And I think it's really interesting, and this is what we really try and get at is understanding how you all came to to come to your career. Um and that may perhaps this is a, a poor analogy, but you know, graphic design and it, it, you know, it seems like you all have found your niche within the broader realm of graphic design or videography. And how did you all kind of uh, narrow your way down into that? And I, I, I think it's analogous to like being a doctor, you know, you can be a doctor, but you can also go into a specific type of medicine, you know, internal medicine or pediatrics or whatnot. What along your career path has, and maybe not even just in your career path, but just in, in life in general, you know, pushed you towards uh or narrowed down your specialty if you will
3: right uh well i guess i'm struggling to say that i have a specialty within graphic design because i i feel like i i mean and i know this is similar for mark but we both wear a lot of different hats Mm -hmm. um and that's kind of something that is harder and harder to find among designers today because i don't know how the education has changed but i feel like a lot of the younger people who join our team you know they they are more specialized in what they focused on in college but because i have so many different areas that i know information about or that i'm like i can pass by you know i can do a pretty good job in a lot of different disciplines feel like that makes me maybe more successful in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not really sure how I got to where I am. I just kind of, you know, I graduated and I took the first job that I was offered. <laughs> and
0: <laughs> what, what did that look? And I, I mean, you know, you've had a lot of different experience from di- perhaps different areas of graphic design um, when you moved or when you... Or, as you built up the expertise to wear a number of different hats now, like how did that evolve in your, in in your, in your, in your progression? So like, you know, where you want, you know, did you work for a company doing, you know, you know, uh, uh, really intense photography work. And then you moved to another company where the clients asked for different stuff and like, it kind of built upon itself. Or what did that, or what, or have you done more or less everything for your entire career?
3: Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) I, so I took the first job as a junior designer that I was offered. Um, and I did a lot of print design, um, a lot of digital design, you know, and as time has gone by, sometimes that shift is, you know, moves towards social media because that's such a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, I've also had to do motion graphics a little bit. Um, and let's see, there was an occasion I can talk about this a little more later, but where I had to go physically and shoot a video that I, and I had never done that before. Um, so yeah, I've just kind of gotten thrown into all these like different situations within my career. And Mm -hmm. most of my career has been at one company. I did leave for a year and go to another company. Um, But then I ultimately went back to the first job I had.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And are there um, connecting threads throughout all those experiences? So as a, uh, I guess, as a, as a creative person and how you employ that within your craft, are there, similar themes that keep coming up, you know, if you have an eye for light and how it interacts with color, does that translate its way through all of, all the different, all of the different mediums? And they're like technical bits that you have to kind of tack on here and there, or like what, what, what have you found you were, Yeah. H- how, how does that work? And this is coming from a complete or sheer ignorance because I have a terrible, I am not creative. <laughs> so I'm. we're both very curious as to how people kind of, translate those skills from one to the other
3: Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's interesting to to think back over my career and like how i've grown as a designer because you know even designers we are constantly consuming designs that are being put out and we're pulling inspiration from other places and Mm -hmm. just thinking back i guess the way i've evolved in, in terms of like developing my style within my craft like i mean I've gotten faster. I've gotten better at pulling in the appropriate amount of colors and the appropriate typography. And then something I really enjoy doing is is layering color with texture, um, and pho- and photography when it's appropriate. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
3: It's hard for me to describe it, you know, with words. <laughs>
0: No, that that uh, you know that 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 this is a wonderful medium to describe art. Let me tell you, yeah, it's kind of like it's also a wonderful medium for like our stand up stand up comedy episode where we try to describe jokes. It works well all the time. Let me guarantee you. Um, And and there is there was a point you made there too, Ray, about inspiration, and I want to I want to put a bookmark on that and come back to it um, uh, later on for both you and Mark. Uh, as far as where you all derive inspiration from, but Mark, do you have any, uh, uh, what, what, what did that, what did that progression look like for you? Cause in videography, um, or like, you know, media, media design, how did you get along to that path? If you will.
2: Uh, yeah. So it's, it's been a long, uh, arduous journey uh, for my part. I've been in the industry for a long time now. And, uh, like Ray I was really fortunate to have landed a job right away as starting out as a uh, graphic designer uh, for a local startup and this was during the at the tail end of the dot com uh, boom where uh, a lot of start startups were having these crazy ideas and they were trying to buy investors into And so this company that I started working for um, had large contracts with uh, Best Buy and Circuit City uh, at the time, where they were doing these virtual uh, product 360-degree spins. So essentially, you will log on to their website and say you want to buy a, you know, point-and-shoot digital camera. Um, This kind of uh, flash pop-up window appear and you can interact with this product. Uh, you know, you can spin it around. You can see how the LCD monitor will pivot out. And, you know, this was all shot manually frame by frame and composed together in Macromedia Flash at the time. And so that was my job was to design that interface and also assist with Uh, studio photography of the actual product and so we will get hundreds of brand new product electronic products in, which is really cool we got to play with all those you know uh new cameras that were flowing in and uh and i kind of got to do uh you know product photography uh, training through our senior editor and then i was doing you know uh design the interface and also learning how to code in Macromedia Flash. And so I got a lot of exposure, thankfully, through that startup company, uh, to wear multiple different hats and learn multiple different skills. And it was from there that I kind of got more into photography, um, because that was one of the tasks that didn't require you to sit at your desk all day long so i'm like (laughs) this is great I'll,
0: I'll take that path. Well, real quick, Mark, you dated yourself in three ways. One, you referenced the dot com boom. Two, you reference point and shoot digital cameras. And three, you reference Macromedia Flash. What? Oh no. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, real real quick aside on that is in my in my last job, I actually it's it's funny, you were like it's a, kind of this you were like, it's kind of this dated concept of having like a three D you know, 3D view of, of something because that's that's what I helped out on. But our design process was different, where we would actually take the 3D CAD drawings of our product and then we'd layer, uh, we'd take reference photos and then we, uh, I didn't do this, the agency we worked with would layer the textures on top of the 3D CAD drawings instead, which I thought was okay. So instead of like stitching together textures from, you know, from pictures, we they, they pulled the three D, uh, the the three D uh, designs uh, instead.
2: But yeah, I mean that's uh, that's you know that's essentially my beginning of my career in the uh, creative industry, and uh, from there, um, I got more and more involved in um, animation, online animation, because that was where the trend was headed. Uh, during the time, uh, you know, with these fancy, uh, websites and things like that, that will have like a music and animated intro, which then leads you into the main landing webpage. And, um, and there was a lot of great inspirations at the time and a lot of it were for, <laughs> Uh, for club promotions and, um, Hell you yeah. know, was really music. And so I follow a lot of music producers, uh, promoters at the time and they'll have these fancy websites that, you know, have these animations and music, uh, that really stimulated the viewer and get them to, to be engaged with the content. And I thought, wow, this is, this is great. You know, this is what I want to get into. And so I kind of just pointed my attention towards that direction and away from uh photography um and so i was doing a lot of you know it was a lot of back-end coding at the time to to make these things work it was a combination of linear uh animation coding and front-end design that created this final product and that it was, it was a lot of fun uh, to do um and then that's kind of what spurred uh, my passion for animation and just general multimedia uh, on, on, on the internet.
0: Cool. cool,
1: cool, cool. Mark? Mark? When you did websites for club promoters before kind of creating those websites, would you like go to the club and have like just take a bunch of notes about like what flashing lights worked well for people, what drinks everybody was ordering, what colors were out there?
2: Oh, totally, totally! You were know, <laughs> like the coolest guy. Energy drinks, the- <laughs> energy drinks, and alcohol mix are great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you were the coolest guy on the dance floor with your notebook, but not <laughs> dancing.
2: <laughs> do research. That's part of the dance. Perfect.
0: And you, you still do that now, right, Mark? And we see you at the club every single yeah. week. Right? <laughs>
2: yeah. COVID clubbing.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's. Mark Mark's whole life motto is YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I may have just dated myself with that. Anyways. Oh, we're going to
1: move right the along. The kids are still saying that, Adam. Yeah, Dorn. they're still saying yeah.
0: that. <laughs> we may be in a little bit of an echo chamber here with all of us denying the fact that we probably...
3: Right.
0: <laughs> YOLO is still cool, guys. Am I right? Yeah. yeah, I've
3: never owned a shirt that said YOLO. Never. <laughs>
0: Perfect. <laughs> um, how... And this is as we round up the cocoa corner kind of the, mm. the story time if you will how do you all describe your jobs to other people and and what is their what is their reaction and, and i ask that because you know you know in my profession and i don't think people understand how much work it takes to um how much work and how much knowledge and how much wisdom to a certain extent it takes to build imagery and build you know that apply to websites or book covers or or, or what have you. So what do people tend to think your job is and how does it differ from what your job actually is? Mm.
3: People think when I say I'm a graphic designer, they usually think I just design logos every day, um, which is not at all. You know, sometimes (laughs) we, sometimes we do logos. um, But usually if I'm designing like if i'm designing a logo there's so much more to it you have to like think about you know the brand as a whole um and so if i were to describe my job to somebody i guess it would depend on who i'm talking to number 1 cuz do i need to give them like an elevator pitch about my the company that i work at um that right. doesn't that doesn't really happen that often um
1: I mean, you don't give I, the elevator pitch to your grandma.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know I've got, this great, feedback? I've or, got or this great just, club website I can design for you, Grandma. <laughs> 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 or do you just, or are you just missing that out due to COVID? That you're, that you normally just ride elevators all day long and you know pitch your ideas mm, to people as they yeah. come on. Yeah, that's
3: <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, I love the pressure of having to communicate in like a minute. right (laughs) but yeah people don't ask a lot of details when i say what i do um so i guess in a way i'm kind of thankful for that because it's kind Mm. of a complicated answer i guess
2: yeah that we need to find new friends it's (laughs) actually interesting what you do
3: yeah maybe i need people who care
0: <laughs> and that's where Daniel and I come in. Yeah, I was just like, we
2: care,
1: Ray. We care. <laughs> we'll
0: we'll just we'll we'll email you uh, once every other day. Be like, so, Ray, what are you doing again? How how was your day? <laughs> Tell if us you
1: about. if you do job interviews or uh, any other elevator pitches, you can uh, just give them this podcast episode and just oh. watch them listen to it for like an hour, hour and fifteen minutes, just like intently staring at them. Count the laughs and count the um, times they kind of look at you with a nervous eye. Uh, <laughs> then you know you've got the job.
3: That's a great idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is this is career advice with Daniel and Adam. Yeah, this <laughs> is the <laughs> career advice corner. <laughs> uh, Mark, how how about you?
2: So, yeah, I mean, it's same thing with Ray. Uh, it's it's kind of a complicated answer because I do wear many hats uh, at my job. Um, but, you know, typically when people ask me what I do, first things that pop up in my head is that is that internet meme. You know, it's like, what i think i do what my parents think i do and what i actually do mm. and so you know in my head i'm like yes i'm a director of photography for michael bay and for what my parents think i do it's like i'm holding this 1980s vhs camera filming a cool skateboard video well,
1: Hell yeah! And,
2: <laughs> and what you know other people think i do i don't know just making cat videos all day for youtube you know?
0: <laughs> hey now there's a lot of money in cat videos thank yeah. you. No yes, i want hear youtube there is the future <laughs>
3: <laughs> don't let him fool you he's taken cat videos before
1: i i, I have yes
2: I, I i am proud of that uh, i got i got paid for it
1: so nice. that's the perfect description i'm a cat videographer <laughs>
0: that's gonna be the title of this episode is cat videography with mark and ray <laughs> <laughs> um Now, i i think the and there was a reason i asked that question too is um i had an intern this past summer who was who is a graphic design intern um and it was really impressive because uh and i think ray put it Uh, said earlier around kind of understanding who the audience is who you're talking to how they consume information what the brand is and my former boss in our team didn't like none of us really grasped the breadth of what she was capable of doing and it was really impressive where like her end end of summer deliverables which she actually designed some commercials for us or some, wow. some, uh, some social, some targeted social media ads, if you will. Um, but she spent, uh, like four weeks just talking to people and understanding, all right, how do you, we use the medium, how, you know, what, what are the, what's the brand intent and kind of the brand direction behind mm-hmm. some of the stuff and what she put out, uh, honestly blew us away with how good it was, but how on point it was as well of like capturing the essence of what our company is and what value we offered to our customers, but in a much more, a way more creative twist than any of us could have thought. <laughs> so that's, that's what really spurred um, a lot of appreciation for the art form and for the profession, because there are, uh, you, you all definitely have this uh, skill to convey not just information but convey feeling and convey um intent and emotion in in a in a medium that for the rest of us um we're happy to consume it yeah <laughs> could, could start to to try right. and design it Adam, yeah. oh sorry go ahead ray
3: i was just gonna say that reminds me when you talked about how how many people she talked to just to get an understanding of of what needed to be done. just There's this thing that we're often given before we kick off a project and it's called like a message map. And it's something that the account teams put together, but it's always like a 12 page PowerPoint presentation with so much content in it that we have to dig through. And yeah, it it still blows my mind how much I have to research and read before I'm ready to even start designing.
1: Right. Hmm. Adam, why didn't I mean, you have? Why didn't you have your intern as like some side projects do graphic design for Passion Freeze Podcast? Missed opportunity,
0: Adam. <laughs> we
1: we could have had like the best subliminal messaging for podcasts out there. We
0: couldn't. Uh, trust me, Daniel. I I, I thought about we it. Couldn't we couldn't afford yeah, her. We, yeah, we couldn't afford them.
1: <laughs> and she, I sure she could have done it for free. Like she needs practice. <laughs> No, that's not true, guys. Artists should get paid for all their yeah. work. Yeah, sorry, we'll get into that later. I, I, I promise, I'm not a choosing beggar. I promise.
2: But she'll get <laughs> proper exposure. Well,
1: yes, yes. Yeah, we, we love that. Yeah. Love getting paid with exposure.
0: exposure pays a lot pays the water bill right
1: yeah (laughs) here duke energy here's five exposures (laughs) wait that's something different
0: (laughs) but it it was so it was so interesting because like a, a good chunk of my job is like putting PowerPoint presentations together, which is fascinating. <laughs> let me tell you. And there's always the most
1: a intense thing.
0: Yes, Leah, high <laughs> stakes, high stakes creative work. Let me tell you. Um, but there's. Uh, like as a very, very small micro microcosm of like, I just don't know what looks good. Like I'm, my fashion sense is mediocre at best. Mm. Um, but just the, the way I think about how to convey information is just not at, at your all's level. And, but there are these t-shirts uh, that say PowerPoint Picasso <laughs> that I've been tempted to get. Um, it's, it's funny because talking to my younger sister who is an artist and um, she and I have a lot of discussions about art and how it's applied, and you know, to you all's previous point about you know not being paid with exposure, and kind of this weird critique, uh, or misinformed critique of anything in the arts. Uh, my sister, one of her pet peeves is when people like look at modern art and they'll be like, "Why is that special? I could do that." And right. her point, her point is, yes, you could, but you didn't. And that's her whole uh, mantra: is yeah. If you look at something afterwards, you know you can critique it. You know whether it be a, a video or a piece of art or a sculpture, but you didn't do it, and you didn't you didn't go through that creative process of putting it together and enveloping all the other considerations that that go into it so that's the similar sentiment i feel for any any creative project not just uh sculpture or something like that yeah kind of moving moving on to is uh, i want to get a little bit more into what makes you all passionate about the subject and what Mm -hmm. and what's kept you all interested in your career paths i mean I, i think you know the average millennial changes careers I think what four or five times in, in their lifetime, but you all have stayed on a fairly steady track. So like, um, you know, this is in our outline, but what cool stuff have you all worked on? What, uh, are there any specific instances or projects that, that really stick out to you as something like, Oh man, that was really cool.
2: I guess with my previous company, um, we, we were more marketing focused. And so we got to more, com- work on more, uh, creative uh marketing strategies uh, for clients and so for one project we were focused on doing um promoting uh this brand of uh, running shoes and sports equipment um for for the company and so we got to travel around uh, to florida to atlanta to interview these famous athletes at the time and kind of like do a short video reel of them and seeing what their passion is and why sports equipment matter to them. Mm. And so I at the time I was still just only a grip, uh, which means just a helper on the side, not mainly focused on the camera, but helping the main cameraman grabbing equipment, grabbing different lenses whenever he needs them um but through that i got to learn a lot about uh the production process of what it's like to be on set uh you know running around like crazy with her, you know uh because it's just so demanding and you only get you know 10 hours uh to from beginning to end to to do the production side of things it was important to me because it was a really good learning experience uh -hmm. just to see what's all involved and what each role of production do uh from the main director of photography to the director to the location scout to me as a grip uh and to the talent and to the other agencies that were there you know kind of like breathing down our back as we were executing this project um that would just a lot. And I learned more from that than, you know, from anything I learned in college, uh, hmm. you know, just being on set. Uh, I think a lot of people can kind of relate to that, you know, like what you learn from a classroom doesn't always translate to what you're capable of doing, you know, in that field.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, Where were any, How how was, the interaction with the talent, were they mm. super prima donnas? <laughs> they, <laughs> Mark they was were. the prima donna. <laughs> <laughs> he kept no, telling the, the talent to go get him coffee and then <laughs> threw the coffee down when it wasn't right.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah. It was. Uh, they were actually really nice. You know, they were very understanding when things weren't going right. Uh, like, you know, when we ran out of batteries, we had to cut and then reset the stage. Um, you know, uh, I think a lot of them has the media training. Uh, I think for all uh, professional athletes, they they had to go through some kind of media training to begin with. You know, like right. how to present yourself in front of the camera, in front of the media. You know, how to answer questions. Don't answer just like a one word question. You know, for example, what's your favorite color? You say red. And the viewer doesn't get any reference to, like, what are we talking about here? So they're always very articulate, like saying, oh, yes, thank you for that question. My favorite color is red, and here's why. <laughs> mm. Uh You know, just things like that you don't really think about. Um I mean, there was a lot of, you know, coaching on set as well with a producer. But, you know, overall, uh, you know, these athletes, you know, it's really – well, first, it's really cool just to meet him in person. And the second of all, you know, just – being there with, you know, their, uh, agents and things like that just made it feel really awesome to be on a real set. So that was really neat.
0: Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And clearly you didn't talk about your, your nightclub adventures either. Right? So <laughs> we're gonna, we, we can table that conversation now, but we will come back to it. We yeah. will come back to it. Um, what Ray, about, ha- yeah, yeah. How about you, Ray?
3: Yeah. Um, Let's see, some cool projects. So when I, I forget how many years ago this was, but I was working as a mid-level designer at this local company. And at the time we had experienced a pretty large layoff. And so we lost a lot of our team. Mm -hmm. And suddenly myself as a mid-level graphic designer was shoved into this role to be a videographer. Um, And I had to go out to Lenovo and meet with this guy who was I guess he was like their in-house twitch streamer oh, I don't wow. I don't remember uh. his name, but um <laughs> so he was like their YouTube personality and mm-hmm. he just he played video games and filmed these these videos for them and so <laughs> I had to go and interview him and film it and then I had to take and I had no idea what I was doing you know Mark tried to help me um, at the time you know, put together the microphone and, you know, teach me how to use the camera. And so I went out there and I, you know, it was a huge challenge and I just muddled through it. And then I took it back and I had to take all this footage and I had to design a YouTube video. And then I had to design out all these social graphics that had motion in them. And um, ultimately the audio sounded like crap. And it was just, it was horrible. But, you know, it was the only footage we had. And I was the only person that could do it. So I mm. put all this content together and, and we, you know, put it out into the world. I mean, I was proud of myself at the time for getting, you know, overcoming something new that I had never experienced before. And, right. um, so that was pretty cool.
1: That actually kind of, I, it kind of tails into a question that I have about that. And Ray, that sounded more like, it sounded like a cool project, but also kind of like a challenge you had, in your work. I mean, you guys are obviously very super passionate about this work, but it is also a job sometimes. So what challenges in these jobs have you guys kind of faced that has either kind of, um, made your passion grow for your work or kind of like diminished your passion or kind of like, you know, you enjoyed while the, 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 Getting a YouTube up of this Lenovo video gamer uh, was difficult and a challenge. It was sounds like something that helped your kind of passion grow a little bit more, and you were proud of yourself. What other kind of projects have been challenges that have either affected your passion one way or another?
3: Yeah. Um, so for me, what comes to mind, and in the word passion, it's kind of like a roller coaster for me because. You know, I don't have the luxury of of choosing the projects that I work on at my job, right? Or the clients that I work with because I'm, you know, I work within this PR firm, and so sometimes I have to work on a project or with a client that I don't necessarily love. Um, like maybe some of the products that they they market to other businesses just aren't within my morals. I guess I would say. Gotcha. Um, so that is sometimes a huge challenge. You know. Just doing my job and leaving it, you know, at the door when the day is done, um, and that can really affect the idea of passion as well. Because if you're not passionate about the content, then the design, you know, could also suffer. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. So that's that's definitely something that I struggle with a lot.
0: Yeah, Ray. I'm, Ray, are you telling me you've done work for the Carolina Kitty Killing Committee? My gosh. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Clearly, that was the message hidden behind all of all of Ray's words.
0: <laughs> Interview over. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
3: <laughs> God, I hope that committee does not exist.
1: <laughs> yeah, geez, Adam. Don't even make us think about something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Adam's uh, having quite the Saturday.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, no, I, 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 I totally get that because as an artist, I can only imagine that, as you said, if you're not, like, it's it's an all-consuming um, process to a certain extent, extent, and that if if you can't commit yourself to that due to, you know, reservations or 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 Moral issues with, with with who you're working for or, or what the project is like. I can I can only imagine that de- that only imagine that definitely impacts the outcome to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Totally, but for sure. How about how about you, Mark? I hope you're not a a member of that committee or weren't working <laughs> for that committee either. <laughs> the kitty killing committee? No, I <laughs> I certainly hope not.
2: <laughs> yeah. So for challenges in my field, I mean. I guess there, there are a lot and the main, I guess for me personally, the challenge is having to get up crazy early in the morning for these, uh, for these shoots, you know, like especially when we're asked to, uh, the client asks, Hey, it'd be great, uh, to get some sunrise time lapse. And when I hear them, like, Great. Now I'm going to get up at 3.30 <laughs> in the morning, you know, drag all my equipment out in the field and sit out there until the sun starts to right. rise and, uh, you know, start filming. Um, but I, I'm doing that less and less nowadays, uh, mm. you know, being out in the field of uh, one because of COVID and two just because of the change in my field but yeah the the challenge is just being out all day and another part of just the travel logistics of dragging you know like four or five huge pelican cases of video equipment through the airport to your destination uh it's very physically demanding yeah and uh that that itself it's, it's it's a workout um, and I definitely throw my back out a couple times doing that, just because mm-hmm. I'm old. Uh,
0: <laughs> I was I was gonna say, Mark, but you're so swolled though. Like, yeah, come,
2: come on, on. this you get a so buff. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's all an appearance, right? Uh, <laughs> you want
0: to get not in, front in front of the you Yeah, it's not functional. It's 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 uh, it's it's a Hollywood muscle, not functional muscle. Right. Unfortunately, yeah,
2: yeah so. that's right. It just to look good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, other aspect of I mean, the challenge for a motion graphics de- design is just keeping up with the industry constantly, mm. you know, like every week you have to go online, uh, go on different creative websites to see what the latest uh, design motion design trend is and making sure you're up to date uh, mm. because, you don't want to be creating what you think is a new content, new and exciting content, and present to the client. And then they come back and say, Hey, we saw this last week. It's already been done. Can you <laughs> come up with something more, you know, exciting with more pizzazz? Um, <laughs> Could you please you know, stop using
1: the... YOLO in all of your videos? <laughs>
2: <laughs> and can you stop putting cat in all of your videos? Right. So <laughs> <and sell> yesterday. <laughs> You know, it's, it's things like that you gotta constantly, you know, keep yourself, uh, up to date with. And that can be a challenge because day in, day out, that wears you out, uh, knowing that you're constantly behind and someone else out there is constantly striving and pushing the industry forward. And it's, you know, it's like a cat of mouth game. Like one day you can be the innovator and the next day you could be, you know, leaves and bounce behind and you have to catch up right so it's you know that goes the same for graphic design as well you know mm-hmm. there's certain trends uh one year one month and then that dies out and you got to come up with something different to captivate the audience attention again the next time because we're all on social media constantly nowadays on you know uh on our phones and we're constantly absorbing all these You know, mind stimulating content and ads and marketing schemes and these things are constantly evolving and the people behind these things, they are the ones that are pushing, uh, these trends forward, you know, and they gotta be so innovative and so creative that it puts a lot of pressure as a designer and as a creative lead. Uh, to come up with these kind of contents that are rivals and you know midst of all these static uh, of other you know creative uh, content that's trying to grab your attention, so it can be it can be very intimidating out there. It's a mm-hmm. very cutthroat industry, um, you know, especially for the marketing uh, people and. Right. You know, even though you're not part of that marketing team, uh, you still have to come up with these creative executions uh based on what the marketing team tells you to do. So it's, it's a lot to handle. Yeah. At the end of the day.
1: I was gonna say, are there um kind of going along with that cutting edge idea, are there and for both of you, Mark and Ray, are there creators that you kind of keep tabs on as like ones that you respect and know like, okay, these guys are usually on the cutting edge, or I like their ideas, or I like seeing what they do and use those as inspiration for some of your ideas. Or um, do you kind of try and not insulate yourself, but also t- kind of try and insulate yourself so you're not copying trends or copying other people's works? How do you kind of keep track of creators?
3: I I can only think of a couple by name that I've been following since college and that's Stefan Sagmeister and Jessica Walsh. But, Mm. you know, I don't know if you're familiar with those guys, but I mean, they're very inspiring and their work is like really amazing, but I don't really know if like some of that applies to like the corporate world that I live in because, you know, I'm designing, for mostly for just very practical uses for our clients, like mm. you know, web designs and social media, and what we call, which is cell sheets, which is just like a piece of paper that that they will print and hand out to these you know customers of theirs, and it's just like a data dump. Um, so it's it's not always very glamorous, and so it's it's hard to, like Mark said, there is a lot of pressure on graphic designers to to follow a lot of different artists, and and sometimes that can be really challenging because there's so much out there that it's, it's just overwhelming to, you know, pick a lane, I guess, and stay in it. And Mm -hmm. I guess in some ways that staying in one lane is a bad thing Mm. because it's constantly changing. Um, but there are some creators on Instagram that, that I follow. Um, and then there's also like hashtags that I'll follow. Maybe it's just Mm. hashtag graphic design and you can just, you know, you're seeing, Constant content, even if it's not always good.
1: Oh, get ready. We're going to use that hashtag nonstop before this episode. You're like, oh God, I'm sick of these passion fruits, guys.
3: <laughs> but, and that brings something else to my mind, which is like, if I'm looking at constant, you know, like designs on my phone, on Instagram, I'm also comparing myself mm. to these creators, which is a whole nother can of worms that can be like really toxic. Right.
0: Right. So that you know, we will we will try not to dive down into the toxic hole too much. But that that was a question I had: is you know, can you turn off your graphic design brain when you need to, or are you constantly either critiquing or comparing, uh, critiquing other people's work or comparing yourself against you know, like a billboard outside or a corporate you know a corporate presentation layout or something like along this lines like can what how does that impacted your day-to-day kind of non-work life
3: yeah that's a good question i i am personally i'm pretty bad about comparing myself to other designers especially when i think that they're incredibly talented um, i do that a lot but mm-hmm. then there's other instances where if i see a design or like a logo for i don't know as an example, I mean, Chick-fil-A or something. If I see a logo that we all well know, and I don't like it, like sometimes I can't like let that go. I'm not saying I don't like Chick-fil-A's logo. I'm just, <laughs> just an example. Sometimes
0: <laughs> you were really quick to the draw with that. right? Know, I love
3: account. those pickles on the buns. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's sometimes I get hung up on like, Ugh, that letter looks wrong. But, um, most oh, we of the time, do
2: all the time. Yeah. I feel like we do that all the time. We're watching TV. Uh, or when we're out driving, we see a billboard that's horribly designed, and we both just like, oh, look at that thing. And we're being all judgy. <laughs> we just can't help it.
0: <laughs> I hope you don't look at our podcast cover then, because uh, yeah. that was beautifully <laughs> Wait, I, that was beautifully designed by Daniel with a little bit of input from myself. So if you roast it, you're primarily roasting Daniel. So go go right ahead. Actually, Wait. Oh, damn it. <laughs> On a related note too, like, do you all feel like you consume art in a different manner than us normal people, if you will, like us like non non-inspired people, if you will. Um. Well, you know, you know, if you're watching a movie or you're watching and and you look at kind of the color palettes being used in a movie or an ad or or, or something, like, do you or even just going to an art museum? Do you all feel like you consume it differently and your brain works differently? Or this goes back to my original question of can you turn that off? And, and like, h- how do you all see stuff like that?
2: Yeah. So for I, I feel like at least for me personally, I can't speak uh, for Ray, but for me, I I can't turn that off. Uh, partially because that is what I do uh, day in, day out. And so when I'm, say, watching a movie by Wes Anderson, you know, um, I, I analyze every single frame. And, you know, I watch the movie. I kind of have this internal dialogue going on, uh, trying to figure out how things were set up, uh, how he chose the color scene per uh for each of uh, the storyline and how that kind of supports the overarching story mm. uh you know one well, on instagram you know i'm watching you know like to kind of keep my passion going i follow a lot of different motion designers on instagram and online through the creative forums and i kind of like break down and, and digest uh Dissect, excuse me, of what they do and how they were able to execute a certain style and graphics and execution. And this is, this is constant and it doesn't turn off for me at all, uh, Mm -hmm. because partially it's, you know, it's what I do. And also I feel like even though I'm not on the clock, I am still on the clock. I'm, I'm constantly having to, uh, engage myself with the content around me, uh, that are creative and trying to get inspiration from, uh, Mm -hmm. because if I don't, then, you know, I'm not keeping up with the trends, uh, even, you know, like two o'clock in the morning while I'm scrolling through Instagram, like I have to be on it at all times to, you know, just stay on top of the field.
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah. When you were talking, Mark, it reminded me of, I thought that I could turn it off, but I now that I think about it some more, I don't think that I can. Mm. Um, for example, there's this fitness account that I follow on my Instagram, and they they do a lot of um, graphic design in their posts, and oftentimes they'll use like the color white or a very light pastel color on top of another light. Pastel color and it Mm. drives me crazy because it's so (laughs) hard to read. And yes,
2: I can attest to that. I can. I sometimes <laughs> just see Ray like yelling at her phone, Phew, I, at the phone. I, I, I
3: complain about. about it a lot, and I've even sent them a message to tell them how bad it is, but nobody wrote me back.
1: Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> so, and for some reason, you're blocked from that account. Now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Ray, Ray, was it because you sent the message, but it was actually just like a pastel pink uh, uh, lettering on a white background? Yeah. I couldn't read yeah. either. Now they
3: know how I feel. Or
2: they're probably like, oh, there's another graphic design Karen on here.
1: no. Nice, Mark. Jeez. Thanks.
2: Yeah. You should have asked to talk to their manager.
1: Mm-hmm. Are there any final parting thoughts or. Yeah. Adam, any final yeah. thoughts?
0: Think, things that we did not ask because we are not graphic designers that you yeah. all wanted to talk about, if you will. Oh. Hmm.
1: Stop using pastel. Backgrounds and pastel font yeah. colors.
0: Yeah. This is all the ploy. We're, uh, Daniel, we're actually that Instagram account that Ray, oh, that yeah. Ray just is like <laughs> fumes. She was like, they did it again. Yeah, now I just have ideas for our ads for this
1: episode. It's just going to be all pastels to really piss off Ray. <laughs>
2: I'm so sorry. And they're using Comic Sans for everything. <laughs> uh,
3: I don't know. I can't think of anything.
2: Mark. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I don't really have much. I mean, you know, everybody creates things their own way, and and you know, if it's a boat for them, then great.
1: Yeah. And pay people for their work. You yeah
2: <laughs> You can't buy hot dogs with
1: exposure. that's the quote of the episode i think that's the title yeah (laughs) yeah you can't buy hot dogs with exposure (laughs) this is going to drop on fourth of july so it'll be (laughs) pro for that perfect (laughs) um well thank you guys so much for um being on the episode adam anything you want to add before we get into recommendations
0: no, no. Like I said, thank you all so much for coming on. It it's yeah. uh, it, it was fascinating and yeah. very enlightening as well. And I, I totally we, we do appreciate your all's time and insight into not just into the profession, but into your 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 process. If oh. You will.
2: oh, yeah. Of course. Actually, thanks thanks, for, having thanks for, having for
0: having us. I have one
1: question before we go into recommendations. Um, do you <laughs> have you guys heard of the? like layman graphic design program canva
3: yeah, yeah. okay
1: <laughs> oh, oh boy so hey, that's what your I, opinion? Yeah, yeah what is your opinion on canva i
3: mean it's fine it's,
1: it's
3: easy the, to use. the
1: way you said i mean just tells me everything i need to know I mean,
3: graphic design isn't like accessible to every person mm. so there is something to be said about having like a cheap, easy-to-use platform that helps guide you through the design design process. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> now, like, whenever I make something in Canva for this podcast, I know Ray is just going to be judging me. No. Um, <laughs> yes, you, you can say it, Ray. You can say it. Mark, too. Hey, there's also MS Paint. These <laughs> <Uh-oh. laughs> ads are going to be done now. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, yeah. Shall we hop into recommendations? Yes. Absolutely. So Ray and Mark being the biggest fans of the podcast, you know that we talk (laughs) about recommendations and we give recommendations to each other at the end of the episode. These can do with anything that we've talked about during the episode or completely opposite of the episode. It's kind of just something that you're really excited about right now. Mark Ray, anything you would like to recommend?
2: It can be anything.
1: Yes. Anything anything your little heart desires. I I can start. Um, and it actually can, uh, tail kind of uh, be a part of this discussion. So I know, I think Mark, you've been watching it. Um, but Katie and I have been watching WandaVision on Disney plus. Yeah. And it is amazing. Adam, you need to watch this TV show. It is so good. What, what is WandaVision? What, like I ah, can't, it, Adam, it's so hard to describe without giving anything away. Um. <laughs>
0: Is it so part? Of, it f- is it part of the Marvel Universe?
1: Yeah. So it follows yeah. after uh, Avengers Endgame, and it is. It's structured. Each episode is like a sitcom from a different era. So it started in the fifties or sixties, and now they just released on Friday the sitcom episode that was from the nineties, and it was like super kind of spoilers if you haven't watched WandaVision, but it was like Super Malcolm in the middle. It was awesome. Um, But Adam, and so... We go
0: from from, uh, overt sexism and racism to somewhat subvert sexism, and racism to mm-hmm. slight wokeness throughout the entire thing.
1: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, it's not that bad, Adam. It's Disney. so <laughs> um, oh, well, That's
0: a whole nother thing to unravel, then. <laughs> well, true. After,
1: well, after the events of that one actress from the Mandalorian getting fired this past yeah. week, um, I think they're p- keeping a pretty close eye on their image. Um, but in between uh, like the at the 15 minute mark of each sitcom episode, quote unquote, they have commercials um, and Ray and Mark talking about graphic design and stuff like that. I wonder what their take is on the commercials, but I don't want to give too much away, Adam, because you need to watch this show. It is amazing. It is some of the best content, Marvel content out there. Um, so, yes, please wow. watch WandaVision. Mark, wow. are you, mark and Ray, are you watching it?
3: Yeah. We watched so we the watched- first episode mm. and we,
1: yeah, the first episode was kind of over
2: under, sorry, underwhelming. And we were <sighs> both like, is this, is this what the show's about? Because gotcha. it's, it's it's not that exciting, but I think <laughs> we need to just keep watching.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I've struggled with it just because I really wish, because they, since they're structuring it like a sitcom, they've, kept the episodes pretty tight for the first six episodes at like 30 minutes. Um, so like the action gets going and then it ends. So you're just like, damn it. Like, but now they've released six episodes. So if you wanted to, and they're starting to explain a lot more. So if you wanted to watch it now, you would get more, I think you would get more enjoyment out of it um, just because they've explained a lot. So, but there's still... Uh there uh, there are going to be nine episodes and next week will be C or episode seven. So yeah, I think everybody should be watching it because like the Mandalorian, I think this is some of the best Marvel and not that Mandalorian is Marvel, but some of the best content for Marvel that they've put out in a while. So
2: cool. Yeah. We'll definitely yeah. have to watch it.
1: It's really, wow. really good.
2: And I guess for a, since we're talking about TV shows for another one that uh, I would recommend is called Warrior. Uh, this is, I believe, on HBO Max um, mm. and it's it's a really cool show about uh, the Asian immigrants uh, being in San Francisco uh, in the early 19th century and it's a storyline loosely written by based off of Bruce Lee and it was directed by I think uh Justin Lin who mm. also directed Fast and Furious uh movies um but uh, it's it's really well done really well shot yeah. and the cinematography's on point and also you just get a little you know loose historical history on the history of uh uh the difficulty that the Asian immigrants had to face, uh, during that time and the discrimination and racism during, you know, during that time in San Francisco, uh, after the gold rush. Um, and there are a lot of cool fighting scenes, which, you know, it's really well done. And yeah. the storyline is very complex and engaging. So I awesome. highly recommend it.
1: And you said that's called warrior. Yes. Warrior. Awesome. Well, definitely check that out.
0: Cool. cool. That sounds way better than WandaVision, Mark.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's very violent, though, so not for children.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Adam, sorry. You can't watch it. (laughs) 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 Uh, Ray, do you have anything you would like to recommend?
3: I do. It is not related to graphic design, though. That's perfectly Um, okay. Okay. So my favorite author... Is Brandon Sanderson?
0: Mm,
1: yes. I'm
3: sure you're familiar. Hell yeah. Um, and so I would recommend the Stormlight Archive series. Yes. I'm rereading it right now to prepare myself for the 4th book, I believe.
1: Have they announced when that's coming out? Uh, it's out. Have I read the 4th book? <laughs> we have um, to stop this podcast right now.
3: <laughs> I forget what it's called, but it's out. For oh, sure. Man.
1: Yeah, I love that whole series. It's very, very good. Um, Rhythm
3: of War. Sorry. Oh man. Yep, it's
1: I out. Have not read that. Gosh, this is why we had you guys on. So we get to that last <laughs> okay. five minute section where <laughs> I have to sprint out of the room because I need to read this
0: book. So I have, I have the Stormlight um, Archives on my Kindle. I have not started them yet, though. So I've, we'll have to. I
1: think I. I think I recommended that a while ago, Adam. The first one is "The Way of Kings." Mm -hmm. Yeah, amazing. Yep, yep, yep. yep, yep. I
3: would recommend any book by Brandon Sanderson, honestly. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. I'll have to check that out. Yep. Adam's got a lot of homework.
3: Yeah, you
0: yeah. do. You've got like five books. you got to get going. <laughs> five <laughs> books, two TV
3: shows.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to take vacation next week and uh, tell my perfect. a lot of I
2: don't have homework to do. Um, <laughs> well, it's good you can't go anywhere, so it's perfect. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> um, I think the only recommendation I have actually stems from watching Ted Lasso. That mm. was a recommendation from a few episodes ago. Yeah. Uh, but the one of the artists featured in, or one of the music artists featured in one of those uh, episodes was Cam Cole, who mm. um, is a British street performer that like, he went viral on the internets, on the interweb. <laughs> Whoa! And as a one man, but he, he has this really, really awesome sound um, that I would highly recommend people to listen to. And it's kind of a mix of, of, like rock but blues a little bit of f- like 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 blues folk right it's this weird mishmash of stuff but i would highly oh. recommend i think he only has uh one album called i see that ha- that's his compi- compilation of most of his work thus far so, hmm. cool i'll check it out yeah all Awesome. Once again, uh, Mark and Ray, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks yeah, for Thank you guys. Yeah, this was fun.
3: Thank yeah. you.
2: Yeah. Good. That was fun. Thank you guys for having us. Of
0: course. Absolutely. Um, Daniel, you wanna you wanna uh, uh play us out?
1: Uh sure. Um as our listeners all know that we are on social media. We're on Twitter at Passion Fruits P2. Uh, Instagram at Passion Fruits Podcast, Facebook at Passion Fruits Podcast. You can email us at Passionfruitspodcast at gmail.com. We've got a blog at passionfruitspodcast.home.blog. dot blog. We're on YouTube, of course, because that's where everybody is now. Um <laughs> Passion Fruits Podcast. Some of our most recent episodes are up there. I'm slowly over the two years that we've been doing this whole thing, putting the back episodes up there. So um enjoy and thank you guys again
3: yeah thank you thank you guys
1: and bye adam bye <laughs> bye listeners <laughs>